Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello, welcome to the episode. What have you been up to this week? Why are you talking like that really quickly? Um, because you've been having some issues with the opening, so I thought I would try, but it makes me a bit nervous. Oh uh, yeah, well, this is why you don't do the beginning bits. Yeah. Um. So what's been going on? Um. Oh, I, well, you bought me a 12-sided Rubik's Cube. Have I already mentioned this? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, so I got the the Mega Minx. Um, Minx. Yeah, it's oh Mega Minx. Yeah. No, I think it's Mega Minx. It's not Minx. Mega Minx. Okay, well, <laughs> it's it's the twelve sided one that's um it's got like a star in it and then corner bits. Uh, I know that I mentioned the Rubik's cube before, and a lot of people told me that the Rubik's cube was great, and I would highly recommend the uh, the Mega Minx. Mix. If if anyone's interested, I would recommend that because that's been really fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those because um, at the moment you're doing this, so you've got the Mega Mix going on. Yeah. Um, we've got a regular Rubik's cube view that you're doing at the moment. You're doing a jigsaw puzzle at the same time. Yeah. Over, um, uh, we've got like a jigsaw bit going up. This is like your second thousand piece jigsaw yeah uh, you've got your sudoku on your phone yeah uh and you're playing this weird battle royale style tetris oh oh so, that is really fun as well i um, recommend anyone that's got a switch um tetris 99 it's great it's great fun uh, and it's weird because that's all stuff that i would say is traditionally uh burger stuff or what i would consider the stereotype of like asperger's for those that don't have asperger's um, or somebody that doesn't know anybody with Asperger's, and you know, if somebody says, "Oh yeah, they're autistic," things like being able to do jigsaw puzzles really well, uh, and this crazy mega mix, which you're now like timing yourself at how fast you can get it solved. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is what I'm doing. And uh, you know, you do the Sudoku's for fun, uh, and this Tetris thing is—it looks really irritating. Um, <laughs> it's all stuff that like. Everyone would say is the traditional stuff, and it's all all of that. Everything I've just listed, all the things you do, all of it would just wind me up if I did it. Uh, I hate doing Rubik's cubes because I, I can't even begin to figure them out. Uh, and also, when you've told me how to do them, um, I've just kind of lost interest in the algorithms and well, things like algorithms. I can't follow algorithms. Yeah. Um, Jigsaw puzzles are the same. I get frustrated when I can't find pieces for it and I just give up. And Sudokus, I can't even begin. I've, I've attempted them, like, I think once. when You know when they first came about? <laughs> Not when they first came about, but you know when they first, first started getting popular? Okay. You know, when, you know when newspapers started putting them in there, apart from just, like, crosswords and word searches, which used to be, like, the normal things in newspapers, then all of a sudden Sudokus started appearing in newspapers. Right, yeah. That's only in the last, like, ten years or so. Oh, Okay. That. They haven't, I mean, I know, I know they haven't been invented in the last 10 years. Right. I just mean like they haven't been popular until okay. then. Okay, yeah. They became like a thing that people wanted to do. Uh, I, that's the last time I gave them a go and I found those highly irritating as well. Uh, it's just interesting because it's, it's the stuff that um, people that, I suppose, make generalizations or follow the stereotypes of autism. It's the things that people on the spectrum should be good at, uh, kind of like musical instruments, you know. It's supposed to be something that we're just naturally good at or having like a photographic memory or um stuff like that yeah uh, and i just find it interesting that you you are good you like all that kind of stuff not the photographic memory things but all the other bits i've just said i don't yeah. really like musical instruments i've never seen you try and play one but um yeah i think um 
Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. We we are actually with things that we like doing, and I guess which stimulate us. Um, we are actually quite different. I am not that. I'm not really into technology things. So I know I played the Tetris on the Switch, but other than that, I don't really like staring at screens that much. I don't. I I watch TV, but I don't like watching a lot of TV. I definitely get a bit irritated after watching it for more than like a couple of hours and I like to do things that aren't um staring at screens so I, I think it depends but I would definitely recommend to people on the spectrum or who know people on the spectrum to to find whatever they're into so like another thing that I've just finished doing is building um uh what is that a helicopter oh it's a Meccano helicopter yeah, yeah so things like Meccano I've I really enjoy doing as well. So like for me, building things, puzzles, Sudoku's, yeah, Rubik's cubes, anything that's like puzzly um or building y is is something that I'm really into. But then equally you were saying that maybe traditional like burger things. With you, obviously like horror is a really watching horror films is definitely something that can keep you stimulated and that you enjoy but you have also recently been playing a new game yeah so i'm I'm good at like i suppose creating stuff yeah. um and the things are good at like i like to do like paintings uh drawings uh i used to write a lot um and yeah like horror watching horror films uh and like games like like i used to like games like minecraft which are things that are good for i know a lot of autistic children like minecraft and i know there's adults also that like minecraft and i think it's there's a I, there's a reason why i've looked it up before but i can't remember what the reason is and at the moment i'm playing another game which is dragon quest builders which uh, i'm really into and it's more because you design and build your own things in it which i'm a fan of like lego like that kind of thing so i've, I've got like that side to it but that's because with that it's not like um they're not like puzzly it's kind of just you have to create something from like your imagination so the things i've built in games like that i've completely made up off the top of my head uh just from the start there's no like real guidelines to it i've just kind of yeah built them um so i'm good at that kind of thing and i also hold like i suppose some of the other autistic traits uh like lately i've realized that i'm good with um, I haven't got a photographic memory, but I'm good at like um, noticing when stuff's changed. So like if I've set something up a certain way or put things up a certain way, I'm good at noticing if something's moved or if something's out of place. Uh, same with like we've talked about before with my facial recognition. Um, I remember all faces like so faces I remember really well. I just see someone's face. I can remember that, that face pretty much like forever from that point on. I'll know if I've seen them before. Um, even if I've just seen them once, uh, but my memory's like, it's a visual thing. I've got like a visual memory. I'm good at remembering, um, the way things look or the way people look or that kind of thing. The issue I've noticed I've had with, have you ever played like those brain training games they did? Yeah. Um, where you do like your brain age and stuff. For some reason I have issues doing them. I'm not good at them. There's one of the tasks you have to do is they give you like, I think it's like eight words and you have like a minute oh, yeah. to look at all eight words or it's like 60, I think it's 16 words actually. I think it's two lots of eight. You have like a minute to look at all 16 and then you've got to remember how to, you know, remember all 16 words. And mm. then after that, you have to write them in, in like two minutes, how many you can remember. I'm not good at that, but then I've done um, 
facial recognition tests where they give you like a lineup of like 30 people and then you look at all 30 faces and then they do like lineups of four after and you have to pick out one from each four that were in the original 30. Um, and it's exactly the same thing, but it's with faces instead. I can do that like almost perfectly, but I can't do the, I can't do it if it's looking at words. Yeah, which is weird because I'm the opposite. I can do, I'm quite good at the remembering lots of words because I can do sentences in my head and remember them all. But faces, nah, can't, yeah, like can't remember. Faces, yeah. but, but anything that's kind of visual is not going to be something that I'm good at, but like with words and numbers and things um i am quite good at so i thought that was quite interesting but yeah i just thought it's like i try and because i always like hearing things when people say this is quite good for burgers it might not be for me but some things i hear people say are good and then i try them and i think this is brilliant so i like to mention stuff we're doing just in case anyone uh listens and thinks they'll give it a go and then ends up really liking it so like with you dragon quest builders it's become a thing that you are now really into so if anyone wants to give that game a try it's a bit like minecraft but it's like minecraft and zelda it's like a weird hybrid of the two yeah uh some people have said it's like a game called stardew valley but i have no idea what that is i've heard of that before but yeah it's a um it's a good recommendation I yeah I, I find it's good for relaxing for me i guess doing these things you do the sudokus the jigsaw puzzles the rubik's cubes as a form of relaxation yeah uh, as a way to uh you know calm down and unsettle your mind uh and i've noticed that with uh dragon quest builders it's the same i uh i just play it as a way to um relax i found it quite distracting i don't really think about the stuff that i normally like ruminate about or that kind of thing uh, whereas sometimes when i'm watching stuff i kind of get too distracted by the thing i'm watching that i uh, i mean get too distracted by what i'm thinking about that what i'm watching i'll stop paying attention to it yeah uh, so yeah i guess it's good to know what those things are that you find interesting or you find stimulating in that way or i guess more sort of all uh like really engrossing in everything so they consume all your thoughts in they have to go into that one thing i'm assuming when you do a jigsaw puzzle you're not thinking about anything else but the jigsaw puzzle yeah um i i i mean i i've said before i'm not too much of a like big thinker um like i i think about things but i don't it's not as consuming for me it's not as busy in my head as it is in yours but i definitely things that stimulate things that i enjoy doing and i find fun um to stimulate me are things that are quite simplistic so obviously a rubik's cube it's the same every time like a different jumble but you're doing the same moves again and again but i will happily solve a rubik's cube 20 times in a row and not get bored of it Whereas I know for some people that would be kind of boring, but I like doing things that are, I suppose are more boring or repetitive behaviours like that are things that I really enjoy doing. I don't need a lot of stimulation. I actually prefer things that are quite simplistic. But I, I don't know, like I've, I've, I know that I've uh, definitely seen and I know I'm the same that sometimes repetitive tasks are good for um people on the spectrum yeah. you know like there's a lot of nt people out there that would find it boring to do the same thing over and over again uh, i mean essentially the job i do is the same thing over and over again but i don't find it boring um there's something i guess soothing in a repetitive task 
uh, for people on the spectrum. I, I imagine it's, it's similar to that of stimming, because stimming essentially is doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Even if it's just saying the same word over and over again, making the same noise over and over again, you know, it's that kind of thing. Uh, certain movements, it's just a repetitiveness of a task, which, um, yeah, I, I know that if you're on the spectrum, it's it's actually quite helpful if something is repetitive. Um, I don't normally get bored by stuff that's repetitive really at all. Uh, I mean, me and you follow, I mean, it's the same, I guess, with routines. Our routine day in, day out yeah. is almost identical. So that's, it's just a much bigger version of repetitive task because we, our days are almost the same thing. Yeah. Every day. Uh, there's very few like deviations from our set. We do this at this time, then this, then this, you know. Yeah, I considered <laughs> this morning I woke up and I thought maybe I should get a diary and write in a diary. And then I thought, what would be the point in that? I do the same thing every single day. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's all just coping mechanisms. Like everything yeah. we're talking about really is a coping mechanism. Um, yeah. But yes. anyway, so uh, the topic for today's episode is one that I wanted to do. I kind of thought about it midweek this week. I know uh, last few episodes we've kind of just gone a bit off the cuff with them a little bit with the exception of the food and the exercise one I know that was ones that you wanted to cover yeah Uh, my ones to do with it's more of a personal thing that I've had some issues with lately um more so in the last couple of weeks but I'm not sure why um considering you know I've been autistic my entire life I've been diagnosed since I was like 26 do you know I mean it's been um you know I'm 34 now it'll be nearly I mean a couple of years more time it'll be 10 years since I've been diagnosed but um the issue I'm having is well I guess if I just say the topic and then I can kind of like tie it into that but the topic I thought of was more of a question and the question was if your autism could be a visible thing so obviously like things like people that are physically disabled where you can visibly see it you know whether it's like a wheelchair hearing aid that kind of thing if autism could be something that was visible so people could look at you and know you're autistic uh, I don't know how. I don't know if you'd have some sort of glow or, um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know, like one of your hands was a different colour or like just something like that. Um, yeah, like a symbol. Just something that if you're autistic, it's something visible that's obviously visible about you that anybody that sees it can see it. Would you prefer that as opposed to what it is now is uh, it's very hard. You can't look at anyone and know they're autistic. You can if you, I suppose, there's people that are severely autistic that you can tell are, but not initially. It's usually when they start talking or sometimes just the way they are in public. Uh, they might do some visual stims that um, aren't normal um, or are out of the ordinary. So that makes you realise there's something different. But even then, it takes you a while to realise that there's something else there. Um and especially with Asperger's, um, yeah, I don't think anybody knows it's there, um, really. I, I think it's hard to spot someone with Asperger's, uh, which is why there's loads of people that get late diagnosis or some people out there that listen to this that have never been diagnosed or know they 100% are autistic, but they're having trouble getting diagnosed because the medical professions they're going to aren't really equipped to spot it because it's such a really hidden disability. Um it's which you prefer. Would you rather have autism so it is the way it is now? You like that it can't be seen. You like that people can't tell that you've got it. Or would you want it to be visible? Um, I think my my reasons for this question have come from like two different places. One, I've kind of been getting into trouble again 
in the way that I used to get into trouble. So I've mentioned before when I was at school, I used to get in trouble a lot with teachers and that kind of thing, just for being me, just for my autistic traits. My autistic traits are not what's considered the stereotype of autism and I'm seen as quite disruptive or having a bad attitude. And, you know, I, I talk about my anger and, you know, my behavior in general is that kind of thing. And I know I always worry because obviously I talk about my anger a lot and my attitude. So, uh, you know, it makes me feel like when we do these episodes, I come across as like quite a horrible person to be around in general because a lot of my traits come off in like really negative, bad things. It's not constant. It's just for the sake of this podcast because we're talking about autism as I've mentioned before, my main reactions or emotional responses to stuff are anger or stress or that kind of thing. I don't really have like positive reactions to stuff. Yeah. But most of the time I would say that I'm kind of nothing. I'm, I'm like neutral. neutral yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm an angry person all the time and that kind of thing. It's just when situations happen that could trigger a response out of me, the response is usually what people consider a bad one. Yeah. Um, and because of that lately, I seem to be getting into trouble a lot at work. Um, we had an instance recently with uh, somebody that lives in the building with us where they were getting the wrong idea or the wrong impression from what I was saying. The things I was saying were not necessarily um, negative or uh, rude, but I don't know, just my body language and the way I was was making the person react in a certain way to it. Uh, and that made me think about like the way I am and that kind of thing. And it's the same with like customers with people that I work with. I've got into loads of unnecessary arguments with people just because they're misinterpreting what I'm doing because they don't understand that I, I'm not doing what I'm doing intentionally or in the way. And they're just reading me completely wrong. And it's been the same with members of the public. I've been in like almost physical fights with members of the public in the past uh, through no fault of my own, but because they're interpreting my behavior as what they would traditionally interpret that behavior for um, and stuff like that. And obviously, like when I got diagnosed, I did want everyone to know. And I did tell everyone, like I said, uh, I, I've told you before, I told everybody, I let everybody yeah. know that would know. Um, and also I got one of these like autism alert cards. Um, you can get them off the, I know in this country, National Autistic Society website, sell these autism alert cards. You buy them, they're only like, three four pounds it says i have autism there's a bit of thing a card inside it that you can write some of the, it basically it's like a little flip card credit card thing that has a description of like asperger's inside it and you can give it to people um is a sort of like if you're in a situation i always thought like if i got on a bus and freaked out or if i got into an altercation with somebody i could hand it to them yeah and they could read it um and so I thought that would be a good idea. I bought the card. I used to carry it around with me everywhere. I never used it once. Uh, and now it's in a drawer somewhere and I haven't taken it out since. Um, but lately I have thought about uh, having something like that again. So um, you can get like autism awareness badges and that kind of thing. Um, and then the second part of why I've said this question is one of the supermarkets near us, uh, Sainsbury's, are now doing this thing where they're giving out um, these lanyards that have like sunflowers on them. And you can get them while you're in Sainsbury's and you wear them around your neck or however you want to wear the lanyard in your pocket, that kind of thing. And it's to let the staff know that you have a hidden disability. But the campaign is like everywhere. So I've seen people wear them outside of the store uh, and I've seen them around people and just thought it's because they've got a hidden disability. And that's so people will understand how to talk to them. And it's the same with like autism hours that stores do and that kind of thing. Um, and obviously I've talked about in the past not wanting to have my autism 
be a thing that people can see about me. Um, but then recently I have thought that it would save me lots of like agitation and confrontation and situations that I shouldn't be in that I'm somehow got in if people could just tell I was and like basically like just give me a break like yeah. and stop like behaving like they do around me but um so that's my question for today I've kind of gone on a little bit there but it was obviously to you and anyone else that's listening to this like you can answer it on our Facebook page or you can just you know think about it yourself or talk to other people about it and that kind of thing if autism was something that was visible and obviously it can't be physically but you know how do you feel about things like the lanyards like the badges like um medical alert bracelets that kind of thing that say you've got autism do you feel like you would want one and think they're a good thing or do you think they're a bad thing in some way as well because sometimes i do feel like they're also not such a good thing because obviously people see them and they treat you differently there's always been like loads of things um do you know what I mean? Like you, you talk to them and you just see a disability. It's the first thing you notice. You then that makes you like that adds like a weird template or filter on you when you talk to that person then because you see disability, especially with these sunflower lanyards, because you don't know what the disability is. It just says you've got one. But the sunflower doesn't mean autism. Yeah. It's hard. it means everything. Could yeah. be bipolar, could be um like this is, I mean, uh, just because I'm trying to think of one now, there's like a whole range of non-autistic disabilities that you could also wear this lanyard for. But then, even if you've got one that says "I have autism," um, you're then at the mercy of that person's interpretation of what mm, autism yeah. is. So then they talk to you in a way that they think they should talk to someone that's autism. And then we're back to, you know, my sister's friend's son has autism and he can't do this, which means they can't do that, which is the same. And then they believe certain things about you that aren't true. Like we've just talked about with the Rubik's Cube, the jigsaw puzzles, that kind of thing. Everybody's different, but it would just be kind of the same as a physical disability. Because with physical disabilities, you know, if someone's deaf, you kind of know what to expect. They'll let you know if they can like understand what you're saying. They'll let you know if like the level up. Uh, there's a regular customer I deal with that is deaf um, and he has like has us write everything down because he can't yeah he can't hear you at all uh and obviously when most people talk to people they don't talk clear enough so that they can lip read properly so he just brings a pen and paper in and writes down he writes down one bit hands it over i write it down write it down do it like that that's easy to interpret you know what that means but even then you know when you know someone's got a disability it can make some people look at you differently anyway even if it's a disability they understand there is that way of they kind of see you differently in a sense and it's whether you want that or not um or if you especially i mean the the, the hidden disabilities are worse i suppose in a sense because people imagine what it could be or they um start to to do stuff it's kind of similar to the we talked about disabled badges for cars that are now yeah. in this country going to be something for people that are autistic um but then there's people that have had to put i have a hidden disability sticker on the back of their car because they're worried that when they get out of their car and they can visibly able to be walk and look completely normal like everybody else people think they're just like benefit scroungers that aren't really disabled and there's people that are autistic that have said that they've used disabled badges to park but because they've got autism and it's not obviously visible they've had abuse shouted at them from people that think they're just using a disabled parking space when they don't really need one yeah so uh yeah a bit long-winded i've kind of talked for a lot there so i'll let you uh, talk now but you know so the topic is if it was up to you 
would you want your autism to be visibly well visible um and i suppose if not why not and like just pros and cons and uh, you know what do you think yeah i think you touched on quite a few different things there that are worth sort of discussing so i think one of the things that you said was with asperger's um and i guess other the other things on the on the spectrum as well a lot of the time even after talking to someone who has asd you might not necessarily know that they have asd a lot of the time um because the the way that we are isn't so far from neurotypical you don't always associate talking with someone on the spectrum on i suppose the asd side to the spectrum um that you you don't always think they obviously have some sort of disability you sometimes just maybe go there was something a little bit different about them but i'm not entirely sure what and you can't quite put your finger on it um and i think that is something you touched upon um a conflict that you'd had with a neighbor the conversation you had i was here and i heard it and i don't it wasn't a, a confrontation as such that there was a disagreement that you had with the neighbour and it felt to me that you didn't say anything wrong but what you were saying was very much how you felt about it and there wasn't perhaps there wasn't a sugar coating on it that I think there usually is in a neurotypical conversation where maybe you would try and say things nicer not that you weren't being nice you were just being very factual and very black and white with how it how it was and that seemed to surprise her but i don't think that the what she took from it was this person's on the spectrum i think what she took from it was this person's a bit rude and i didn't like the fact that it felt like had you have brought up your disability at that point had you have brought up being on the spectrum it would have been used as an almost oh okay so that justifies it then do do you know what i mean not that you couldn't of course you absolutely could say it and it it would in theory justify it, but I don't like the fact that oftentimes um, ASD isn't used as uh, from another person's perspective. It's almost like okay, that's why they behave like that instead of just being like that's them. Um, if that makes sense, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how I feel. Like I don't like the fact that it's uh, Asperger's isn't why I behave the way I am. It's who I am if that makes sense and i yeah i don't really like the idea that um it's not you're being rude because you have asperger's it's that you're not being rude at all that's what i mean you're just being honest a lot of the time truthful you're saying things how you interpret them and you're not putting some filter on them to appease everybody that's what I mean by that. Yeah, I mean, the the difference, I suppose, with me and you in the those sort of situations is you almost know, you kind of understand the um, etiquette of yeah. normal conversation and tone and um, structures of sentences and that kind of thing that you're supposed to use at certain times. I don't know whether or not you believe in them or that kind of thing, or you just know it's what you do, so you do it because you know you've got to do it. Um, and with me because they don't make a lot of sense and I don't understand them, I don't use them because I don't get why you have to. 
And a lot of people think that I am like confrontational, like immediately that they've been reasonable and they've said stuff that is acceptable. And then I'm immediate into defensive mode and they feel like it's just come out of nowhere. Um, and this was one of those times where they felt like that I was just rude or confrontational um, thing. But if you actually listen to the content of what I'm saying, um, it's it's fine. It's just, it's the way I'm saying it apparently is not the right way to go about it. And I'm not good with the social etiquette of talking to people as well as you are. You kind of just get it. Um, and I can never tell if you're doing it because that's intentionally what you want to do or you're doing it because you know you've got to so you do um but then we're different in the sense like I said because of that I feel like that's why I feel at the moment that I would like my autism to be visible to people because I feel like I would get a break from the constant like stress and confrontation and that kind of thing but you're in this particular topic the reason I thought it'd be interesting is you're the opposite uh, you're someone that wouldn't wear the lanyard or yeah. uh, you're someone that wouldn't carry around the card and you don't want people knowing um, yeah. about it in particular because, like you said, you're worried that it will define you and then that's all they see and then that's all they think is um, some of the stuff you may say may be discredited because they're like, well, she's autistic though. So, you know, you know that kind of thing. They start adding like that autistic like spin yeah. to everything you do. Whereas in my sense, I would want the autistic spin because without it, people just have a thing with it. And even people that have known me for a while, there's a lot of people that I know that have known me for a while, but because I'm not doing obviously autistic things sort of every five, ten minutes of interacting with me just to give them a reminder, they forget that I have it. Uh, and therefore they start ignoring it. And then I do stuff that makes no sense to them or they don't see as an autistic trait. Um because they don't understand what autistic traits are or how they work for everyone. So sometimes they just see doing stuff and they and they don't make that connection. So sometimes I feel like I have to throw in a blatantly autistic trait just so they get the message. So for me, like having a badge or a lanyard or something like that would be something that I... means I, I wouldn't have to, you know, remind them or say anything and it would be easier. But like I say, for you, you feel like all of that is a is a bad idea. Yeah, um, I'm going to go back to the things that you started off with because, like I say, you raised quite a few points and I want to address all of them and then I'll tie them back to right, okay, yeah. the episode. Sorry, I just... Um, so the um, other thing that you mentioned that I wanted to touch upon um, is that the when you're talking to someone and it, it does become apparent that you may be... In, interpreted different and you may change your behaviors which is actually they kind of link to what I was just saying as well mm. so um you mentioned sometimes when you talk to people who are who do have learning difficulties and when you start talking to them it then becomes apparent that perhaps the behaviors that you then interact with them is is, is slightly different um one thing about me is that I don't usually notice um and I don't know if that's, I don't know why, but a lot of the time, if I talk to someone and whatever, however they talk back to me, I never think learning difficulties, um, I just don't really notice. There's been a lot of times where I've talked to someone and then 
later on someone's mentioned that they've got learning difficulties and I've gone, do they? I oh, haven't. Yeah, I've done that with you before, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I have done that when I've just gone, it's because they're, um, I mean, stay with the thought you're thinking of, but no, yeah. I'm literally thinking of the, there's a guy, we were sat at a coffee shop and a guy came up and started talking to us and you started talking to him. And then as he went away, the people we were having a drink with just went, yeah, he's uh, he's got learning difficulties, like, and that's why he was asking all the stuff he was saying. And you just kind of went, I did not notice that. Um, but even for me, I was talking to him and like I, I felt like when the other two said they've got learning difficulties, I did kind of think like, yeah, obviously, like you don't need to explain that to me. I can tell. Um, but you were just like, did he? Yeah, it's, it's not something that I notice really I can't, I, not really ever. It's really rare for me to notice. There's a When I used to work with you in the shop, there was a guy that I always really liked, but it perhaps was really obvious to everyone else, but I had no idea that he had quite severe learning difficulties. I just knew that he really liked watching women's football, so I'd always get the football scores up for him and talk to him about the football scores I didn't know that he had learning difficulties until he came in maybe like the fifth or sixth time and asked me for the same thing that he always asked for and I thought we've already gone through this but I don't know if you know who I'm referring Um, to always spoke about the high definition DVD players yeah Yeah, and always called me miss I know who you yeah really liked him and like not that it would make a difference as to whether I liked him or not because he um, has learning difficulties but it's just not something that is immediately apparent to me and it either takes me a long time or takes someone else telling me for me to notice. So I don't think that I behave differently around people who do have different, um, I suppose, what's the word, like learning difficulties or more like mental difficulties? Um, Uh, I'm talking about disabilities that are mental not physical you don't have like a bias so like yeah. just as a as a frame of mind for anybody that obviously because you only listen to the podcast uh scarlet doesn't so scarlet doesn't see like gender race um any of that kind of stuff not that like a lot of people do but scarlet doesn't pick up on like you don't speak on like disabilities learning difficulties any of that kind of stuff um most people they see it and then not so much race and gender but things like that they see something in someone so some people they do see gender and then that changes the way they talk to them uh, and that kind of thing. Some people add that kind of like, I'm talking to a person that's this, so that it changes the way they behave. Um, And that's where, you know, some of the bad things like racism, sexism, that kind of thing comes from. Yeah. Uh, Some people believe in like equality, so they don't do that. Um, But it's, that's more of like a moral standing and people make that decision to, you know, be racist or they make that decision to see everybody equally. And, you know, they get that. It's it's like a belief. It's like a thing. But with you... I, it seems more like a thing where you you don't notice it at all, and it, it, I think it is like Asperger related to you. Um, it's kind of like me and my empathy sympathy problems. I don't pick up on that kind of stuff. Yeah. You kind of had this one where you don't notice that about someone at all, and yeah. it doesn't matter what it is, you don't pick up on it. Um, you've never done it, uh, and yeah, I think that that is that is how it works for you. Anything like that. You literally talk to everyone the exact same way, yeah. Even regardless of age, um, yeah. I've seen you talk to people that are like four years old, like they're thirty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. I, I really do. But I you don't... interact with everyone identically, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah, I've I've tried to have like. The... <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> 
Sorry. Yeah. I've just I just thought about some conversations that I've had with um people who I suppose are children at points where people have looked at me like you you can't like not that I've been saying anything like yeah, yeah, wrong, yeah. but they've just gone, they're not gonna understand what you're talking about. I'm like, No, they will, they will. I'm sure they, they But yeah, yeah, that's that's something about you which I, I do think of towards is autism related, is you you have no like um biased or anything like that based on anything anybody does um you talk to everybody the exactly the same regardless of anything really. yeah like, um, i think you even talk to animals the same way you talk to everybody I, else. yeah i do I uh do. <laughs> so yeah it's um yeah that's something i've always noticed about you yeah so w- with i i just wanted to mention that because you you were saying sort of how maybe people treat you differently and obviously i know that for me because of my autism i can only think about how i react to things i can't Gen, I can't think of how other people react, but I just think, well, that wouldn't make a difference to me. I still talk to everyone exactly the same. And it, in fact, like a lot of times I'll talk about someone and then someone will say, yeah, but they've got this. And I think, do they? I haven't noticed. And like, I, it's just not something that I, yeah, consider or even comes into my head or I think I should act differently. And I definitely don't adjust my behavior based on someone someone's anything um sort of whatever adjustments would be made that's not something that i i do i do think of everyone as kind of the same yeah um yeah so i i was just thinking about that to tie it back to um what i was talking about before with the um not so much conflict but when there was a a slight misunderstanding between you and your neighbor do you think that there would have been a difference had she have known on what do you think the difference would have been that's sort of where i wanted to go with this because i was <clears throat> oh, i'm so sorry about my throat well i mean I you was, sound better than last week, i sound so. better than last week yeah um so when because i was listening to the conversation and there was a part of me and it's not something that i i very often think about but i could hear that she was taking what you said and taking it straight down at he's being rude when what you were saying was not rude you you weren't insulting her you weren't saying anything mean or in you know you weren't saying anything rude but what you were saying was very matter of fact it was very this is the situation and this is how i feel about it yeah and instantly she was taking that sort of well this isn't how I expected I think that's what it was I think she was taken aback because she wasn't expecting you to say quite so black and white what you were thinking I think that she was expecting something different and I I felt like she was take perhaps misinterpreting what you were saying and I didn't know would there have been a difference if she knew you were autistic do you think that it would because I almost wanted to to get involved I I was not involved in the conversation at all I wasn't even there I was in another room I could just hear it but I almost wanted to come out and be like look the reason why it perhaps sounds rude to you is because Nikki is autistic and that's how he says things but then I thought no because you're not saying anything wrong so it didn't feel right to have to justify it well i contemplated saying during the conversation and i've mentioned i think in some of the earlier podcasts that um well i keep saying podcasts in the earlier episodes that people have noticed uh will have treated me differently once they found out i was autistic i think i talked about it like last 
Christmas almost because we had a lot of new people coming around. That once they found I was autistic, they were almost patronising in the way that they spoke yeah. to me. You know, it was a lot of like, "You all right, buddy? You having a good yeah. day?" And they talked to me like that, and I, I found that a bit irritating um, because I just thought, like, "Why are you talking to me like this?" Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what you think this is achieving, but all you're doing is just I find it really like patronising. But I, I've thought about if I'd have said something at the time, then that might have been the situation. They might have then, she might have then been like, well, okay then, you know, and been a bit patronising. Oh, okay. And may have talked down to me in a little way or whatever. But at the moment, because I'm so sick of like the confrontation and the way the conversation ended and like same with other people that I work with and that kind of thing, it just ends up with nothing really comes of it. I seem like I'm being stubborn. They want me to say something and do something that I don't know what it is thereafter. So I just carry on repeating the things I've said because I know that what I'm saying is how I feel and what I should be saying. But I'm not saying it in a way that's acceptable. And then I'm told that, like, you know, I'm not being constructive or I'm not being reasonable or yeah, things like that. Um, and then they, they go away with this impression that I've got a bad attitude and that I'm, you know, whatever. And... It's kind of just I'm sick of people like having this opinion of me and then possibly going to other people and talking about me in a way that's like, are we so whatever? Like, because there's a good chance that not that the person that we live with would escalate this. But if they did, when they explained it to someone else, they'd be like, and he was so like, you know, argumentative and he was so like whatever. And it's the same with like work, like superiors would just be like, there's no talking to him and he doesn't move and there's no compromise and everything has to be this way. And I know that conversation leads to that. And that's how I'll be explained to other people when they explain it. And then other people have the impression of me that I'm this, like that sort of way. Whereas I feel like at this point, if I say I'm autistic, um, that goes away. You know, they might say, well, he is autistic, so he doesn't really, you know, know how to talk to people properly. But then that, for some reason, seems softer. That seems nicer. No one's going to go to someone and go, well, his autism has meant that he's stubborn and he's this. They're not going to say, well, he's argumentative and he's this because he's autistic. No one's ever going to use it in a way that's bad. They're not going to discriminate against me because of it. Whereas at the moment they don't know that. So I just come across as a certain way. And then when they reiterate that information to somebody else, they say like, he's this, he's that, he's other, you know, like everybody has that impression of me. Yeah. Um, And because it's not something that they understand due to autism. So it's kind of like double. I'll tell them I'm autistic and then that will change their whole perspective on the whole conversation. They won't see me in a negative way anymore. And when they do explain it to other people, even if they go down, he can't help himself, you know, whatever. But also, it also highlights this aspect of autism that they may not actually know is an aspect of autism. So for me, I feel like it's also got a positive because I'm letting them know of a different element of autism that they probably didn't even know existed, that they didn't put into the stereotype of what they think autism is based on what they've seen on telly or from heard from other people, that this is sometimes how autistic people are. So it's almost like the episodes we do on here where we explain I'm behaving like this because of my autism. Saying to someone, I've got autism and that's why I'm behaving this way makes them think, oh, I didn't realise that that was a trait of autism or I didn't realise other autistic people are like this. And then what I've done is I've put that in their head so then if they do come across somebody else that's autistic and then they do see similar behaviours, that person doesn't have to explain themselves or do something because the person already has that information in their head and it adds that extra layer to autism that people understand that some people on the spectrum behave like I do. Yeah. And not the standard way that everybody thinks they do. Um, and it might change the way they 
start talking to me or they realize that they can't just start stuff which then in the long term has better effect on like my nerves my anxiety my health because from that point on they know so maybe they'll try and talk to me differently and not talk to me the way they're doing and sometimes i'd rather just take the patronizing like conversations with people as opposed to the just the arguments uh so for me i felt like if i told her then um at least whatever the alternative was it's better than what's happening so at this point i'm not even that fussed about what might happen if i say it it's got to be better than what's happening at the moment yeah um and i I do think it's interesting because obviously you mentioned that that's not so much probably what i would like uh, for for myself i don't if i think that everyone on the spectrum should do what they feel comfortable with so if they want to say they're autistic then absolutely say it um but but purely from my standpoint i don't really want to say it to people but i don't know why that is i don't know if it's because well, I think actually, I think some of it may be because we are different. The way we're interpreted is different. Whereas I think for you, it makes sense because a lot of the time people, um, well, not a lot of the time, but sometimes people can see you as being aggressive or, or rude when it's actually, it's actually not really that at all. It's just that happens to be how your autism sometimes comes across even though that's not how you necessarily mean it but i don't really have that issue um people i don't really come across as aggressive or rude no i guess it's not really a thing um i have thought about it you don't want people knowing yeah um but then equally there's no reason for them to you don't you don't ever do anything that requires the explanation of i'm autistic so I guess for you, if your autism was visible and people could tell straight away from seeing you, they'd put a spin on your behaviour that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, and I think that's why, for me, I never think of, of doing that because my personality isn't... Like, the things I do that are my autistic traits are more... Um, what I enjoy doing so sometimes for example when I got to work last week I think people said oh what did you do over the weekend and I said I've done a puzzle um I was really excited about finishing the puzzle and the response I got from one of my colleagues was how old are you yeah um so I suppose in some ways it would explain things like that where when I talk about what I enjoy doing it's usually not the right thing or sometimes I react to things differently to how people expect so um I might be someone might tell me something that's sad and I go oh okay you okay now um and I'll I'll say that and they think no I'm not okay now of course I'm not because I'm upset about this thing and I go "Oh, oh okay sorry um or I will talk about something that's happened to me that you know maybe they'll go oh what I don't know I might talk about something that I suppose for a lot of people would be quite a bad thing but I am not upset by it or and I suppose in situations like that it may help to explain that behavior but my interactions with people don't often go negatively I don't think for for the most part I've never seen you getting one yeah I don't I 
I'm quite... Even the ones that did. <laughs> what do you mean? So uh, when we used to work together, there would be times where you'd deal with angry customers, um, but you were oblivious to yeah. their like, anger. And in a sense, that made them more angry because you were still smiley and still like, oh, yeah, okay, and that kind of thing. And then they'd be like leaving and you'd be like okay bye uh and then i remember people that we work with would come up to you and normally when you've had someone shout at you for like 10 20 minutes you used to get like members of go, are you okay do you need a little break are you gonna be all right and you were just like why They're like because that person's just had a go at you oh did they oh no i'm okay yeah. uh so yeah you've got like that element to you yeah yeah i don't i don't often notice if someone's having a go at me um and it, it, when it's a stranger, because I don't know what their behaviour is, so if someone's shouting at me, I just think, wow, this person's quite a loud person. It doesn't really go into my head. If it's someone that I know really well, so you, for example, if you were... I, I can't think of a time where you really, like, shouted at me, but if you were, I would know that that was out of the ordinary for you and I'd probably work out that there was something wrong. Yeah. But, yeah, the... So for me, I don't know that it would be needed for the same things. It may help to explain some of my behaviours, but it wouldn't help with my interactions. And I don't want, like, I don't want people to change the way they act around me based on something where they don't necessarily understand. Because I do think that sometimes with a lot of people, they go, oh, autistic, oh, okay, then they must not understand. And yeah, there may be some things that I don't understand that other people on the spectrum don't understand. We're all different. So we probably all understand different things anyway. So you can't generalise. But equally, sometimes we do understand. <laughs> or a lot of time, we do understand. It's just we behave differently to... Do you... <laughs> I think, like for me, sometimes I do the opposite. Um, I, or I guess it on the flip side and I go, oh, okay, they're NT, so they will perhaps, they'll react to this thing that I I understand what's happened and I understand their reaction, but I almost think, but my head logically works out that I don't need to react like that. Yeah. So I almost do the flip of that where I am potentially thinking i don't i never act like it because there's like you know loads of people are nt so i can't i can't patronize a group of people but i think i almost in my head patronize because i think oh they're they're worried about this thing that they don't really need to be worried about and i just don't want that to be patronized to me when okay i'm not patronizing them but we are just seeing things completely differently like i don't see it as a hindrance to myself yeah. in fact i see it as something that's beneficial to myself so i don't want other people to see it as something that's hindering me that's what i mean i don't actually i don't patronize nt people in my head i don't think no um, no you you know no, no no you don't i've never I, you we have conversations about what you were actually thinking at the time and i wouldn't say you you ever have done no i did like i think i explained that badly but yeah i don't want someone to feel sorry for me if it's not something that i feel like needs to be felt sorry for but i do understand and i do think that for a lot of um a lot of times it probably would be easier even for things <laughs> I mean, for me, the main reason why perhaps I would want it is because I would want people to understand that I actually don't really want to talk very often. Um, and I think that would be beneficial to me to be able to come into work and just have people know, OK, don't ask her about her weekend. Yeah. <laughs> or let's not talk about this thing. 
that would be helpful. But but then equally, yeah, I just don't want people's behaviours to me to change. Actually, I'm I'm gonna completely backtrack on myself. I would love people's behaviours towards me to change, um, to cater for my specific autism. But that's not going to happen. It's not going to change to cater to my specific autism. And I would want people's behaviours to change in that, yeah, maybe they didn't expect me to be so empathetic or sympathetic to certain situations. Perhaps they wouldn't want to make small talk. Um, Because I do, I I will have conversations with people. I just don't really want to do the small talk thing. If they've got something to talk about this interesting then yeah but I just don't want to go oh yeah the weather's all right isn't it but I don't want people's behaviors to change in a or Scarlett is lesser than because she is autistic which I think is the that's my that's my worry that's the thing that puts me off telling people now so in general I don't like telling people because I don't want people to go oh okay because she's autistic she doesn't understand or she is lesser than or her brain works in a way that isn't good if that makes sense that isn't good enough doesn't meet the criteria of like being a good a well-thinking intellectual brain yeah even if they don't think that i'm therefore less intellectual they may they they might think that i am when it comes to emotions and thoughts and feelings which you know i just don't want i just don't want that put on me I think that's my fear. Uh, yeah, I mean, I with you, it makes total sense. You yeah. don't want everyone knowing and you wouldn't want it to be visibly obvious because the minute, I guess, pros of it for you don't outweigh the cons that would come with it. Like, yeah. yes, people wouldn't do small talk. And yes, people wouldn't think, oh, Scarlett's not really talking. I wonder if she's all right. It would eliminate that aspect, possibly. But then it adds this whole other thing that you'd rather... You'd rather just, like, weather through the small talk and the people wondering if something's wrong and the people thinking, oh, she's a puzzle on a Saturday night. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you're okay with people having that opinion of you um, over everyone knowing and those opinions going away, but then everyone, every time they said something to you or explained something to you, um, seeing you in a different light when they don't yeah. when they don't need to. There's no benefit to that. Um and it's, it is, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that everyone's like that. You know, there are people that see the person, not the disability. But with autism, because it affects your behavior, personality, um, that kind of thing, it's not the same, I suppose, to some other disabilities because they have a disability, but they are not their disability, you know? Yeah. Somebody might be missing a leg, but that doesn't change them as a person. They are the person they are. Yeah. Like before and after the leg went missing. Yeah. Whereas with autism, because it it affects the brain and it affects how you behave and how you do it, it's kind of harder to make the separation, you know? Yeah. Like obviously people that have a physical disability, they are not their disability. They are who they are. They just have a physical disability that means certain things have to be altered for them, but it shouldn't treat you the way... You shouldn't treat them differently because of the disability. You treat them the same way as everybody else. Like, I don't ever talk to someone that's in a wheelchair in a way that I wouldn't talk to somebody else that was not in one. I've never done that. I've never understood people that do do that, you know? Um, It's bizarre. But with autism you do have to, with some people that have it, you do have to talk to them differently and you do have to explain things differently. So it's it's a bit more like, 
it's it's more complicated in a sense like i'm not saying it's physical disabilities or less than they're just different and the the invisible ones are harder because when it comes to social interactions because you have to um you have to talk to people that are disabled uh, men, uh, that are autistic different you have to do that sometimes not for all of us uh like i say but for me Everyone knowing and for my autism to be visible at this point for me, I know it would change a lot of things and I know it would make a big difference to how people saw me. But I'm kind of getting a bit like tired of, do you know what I mean? Like people treating me a certain way as it is. So yeah, it, it, for me, it's the same reason I got diagnosed when I initially got diagnosed. I were well not diagnosed, but when I initially got told that I had autism, there was that brief part of me that thought, if I get myself officially diagnosed, that's it. I'm permanently officially like yeah. I officially have autism. Um, it will be there. I will be labelled as someone that's autistic. Um, but then I remember at the time thinking, well, how is that going to make things worse? And I couldn't really think of like how it would yeah. make things worse to how things were going at the time. Things weren't going that well because. Uh, I couldn't understand why I was so different to everybody else and why everybody else was having such an easy time of things and why normal everyday situations for me were a problem. And for everybody else, they were just simple. I couldn't understand it. So I wanted the label because then I thought that will make sense. Um, and now I'm at the level of, you know, again, I'm, it's kind of like the next stage is I'm happy with it being something that people can see with me because it would make things easier. And, you know, I'm always talking about, like, my issues with, like, autism hours and sometimes when people bring up that they know someone that's got autism before they've said their name, they've yeah. said they've got autism. Um, I've got my problem with that. But then sometimes I think, is it because they're telling everyone and then that's out there and then I don't know if this feeling in me inside me is thinking, like, well, now everybody knows about them so now they're going to have an easier time of things but they don't know about me. And... I what am I supposed to do? Like just announce it to everyone I speak to, you yeah. know. Um, when we go, hey, how you doing? I'm just like, hi, I'm autistic. My name's Nikki. Um, I don't want that either. So I think at the moment I'm just having some issues with it. Um, I could just ignore what everybody thinks, and with social situations and things that don't really matter in that sense. Uh, I don't care what people think. It's not like I'm really sensitive to everybody sees me, but in certain stuff like work, like, you know, university, college, school, that kind of thing, uh, without people knowing, it can result in me not getting something or, you know, something not working out or it could have gone better had people have known. You know, I could have got a better... Do you know what I mean? Like, I could have done better in the interview or I could have got the job had they have known. Yeah. Because... Um, that would have explained some of the things I did in the interview. Yeah. But then, you know, you bring it up in the interview. When do you bring it up in an interview? When do you say to them, okay, so before we start anything, this interview, I go, yeah, I've got autism, uh, just so you know. Because then it seems like I'm using it as an excuse, which I also don't want to do. That's like saying, oh, by the way, I've got autism. So if I answer any questions wrong, it's my autism. Yeah. If I answer any questions right, it's because I I'm good at I would be good at this job. Like I also I, I it's it's difficult. It's 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 hard to explain because yeah, I do you know what I mean? Like I, I I'm not after preferential treatment either. I just think it would ease certain situations, but then do you know what I mean like if I blanket have it something that everyone can see all the time, then you know, there are unpredictable situations or things that'll happen that I don't see. 
and it could just be how I'm feeling now. Ask me this question again in like a couple of months' time, and I might just be like, no, I'm happy with it being the way it is. Um, I go through stages of that. You know, I've gone through stages of wishing I didn't have autism. And then most of the time, I think I'd, I'd never not want it. Like right now, I'd know I'd, I'd always want it. I I wouldn't want not to be autistic. Yeah. Uh, I still agree that if someone had found a cure for autism, I wouldn't take it. I don't yeah. want it. Um, but then like sometimes I think like, ugh, like I'd rather not have it sometimes. Um, and it's the same with this. Right now, I want my autism to be something that people can just tell about me without me having to explain myself. Um, but then, yeah, in a couple of months, I'll be like, no, that would be horrible. But for you, it's it's still a straightforward, you, you don't want people knowing unless you choose to tell them. Yeah, I think uh, it's just because for me, there's I can't see, I, I mean, potentially there are, and it's just I, I can't envisage them, but I can't see how it would benefit me for most situations. Obviously, there are certain people that I think it would be better if, they knew because that would then be more beneficial for me. But for example, because the only people I really hang out with are you, mm. who it's beneficial for you to know because that's what we talk about. But for, say, my work colleagues, I don't see how it's going to make a difference because I don't, there's no adjustments that I actually need right now in the job I'm doing. I don't need any adjustments that I can think of that would help. There's nothing particularly that would make a difference. My job is. I mean, it works really well for me. Um, so there's nothing that I would change Yeah. because of my autism. There's things that, about the job that maybe I'd go, ah, I don't really want to do that, but it's not because of my autism. It's because that particular thing I don't necessarily enjoy doing, but it's it, not because I'm autistic, just because, you know, not many people at the place I work at enjoy doing that particular thing because it's, I don't know, it's a bit long, time-consuming. Yeah. Uh, Things like that, but yeah, there's nothing. There's no benefits that I can see at the moment to um, telling certain people. And also, I do think that with a lot of people, if I told them, the response I'd get would be one that would sort of irritate me because I feel like for a lot of people, they'd go, "You don't seem it," which I think would be meant in a kind of potentially complimentary way. Of oh, you're you're lucky. You seem NT. So that's brilliant. Like lucky you. You don't seem autistic. How weird. Uh, I have never <laughs> noticed that. What? Um, when people when I have people have found out I'm autistic and they go, you don't seem it. I've always taken it as an insult in a sort of like they say in like, well, have you though? Because you don't seem like you yeah. Do. Um, I have never seen it in the way you've just explained it. Uh, but it's a compliment like, well, it doesn't seem like you're that, you must be handling it really well. I've never seen it at that angle until you've just said that. That's weird. Oh, well, I always take it as they mean it as a compliment that doesn't land very well with me. No, I, I've always taken it as they think I'm making it up. Oh, okay. Which is another potential. So yeah, they might think you're making it up, but also they might say you don't seem it and they mean that complimentary and I can see why they would mean it to be a compliment, but equally... That does not seem like a compliment to me because you are therefore suggesting that seeming autistic isn't good. Yeah. You're almost saying, oh, lucky you, you seem NT because who would want to be seen as autistic? Like, I almost take it in that way, which I can, I can appreciate the sentiment, <laughs> even if it doesn't land that well with me. I can appreciate that. But is also something that's kind of irritating because then it makes me think like what does an autistic person seem like then because you know you just don't you don't necessarily know I don't really want to then have to explain it and I get a little bit 
So, like, I, I watch some YouTube um, videos from people that are autistic. Um, and there, there's one person in particular that I watch and I, I get a little bit annoyed because I see a lot of the time people criticising her on her videos saying, you don't look autistic, which is kind of what we're talking about. There is no way to look autistic. You can show, like, outwardly display more... Uh, I suppose traits or characteristics or you may have certain things with you to help you with your autism for example ear defenders tinted glasses things like that but there's no way of physically looking autistic so I see a lot on her videos you don't look autistic um you you're looking directly at the camera which yeah it's a camera it's not it's not someone's eyes yeah and equally like I can make it seem like I'm looking at someone's eyes. A lot of the time when I talk to people, I make it seem like I'm looking at their eyes, even though I'm not. So that's not necessarily a, a dead giveaway. So just things like that. And it it really irritates me. And um, I don't always like some of the feedback that she gets on her videos because people can be quite almost rude about it, almost derogatory. Um, like it's her fault that she doesn't act autistic enough for them um if that makes sense like uh, so um this particular person oh i think she's amazing she's so good i i I sent you a picture that she put on the other day and i was like i love this woman who is it anna moomin all right just for anybody out there that uh, oh yeah she's she's great so you want to follow her or listen to her she's uh especially because she's uh asperger female which uh that's harder to find asperger female people that do any sort of like output really um her instagram is dynamite jet moon um she's great um and also (laughs) she's vegan so if if that interests you as well and she really she posted a picture the other day of um sarah connor from terminator 2 specifically i think she she only posted the terminator 2 picture if i remember right um which great film and oh brilliant but anyway um like she does a lot of she likes 80s She's really into rock music, but she likes 80s rock. So that is a lot of the time how she presents herself as well. She she likes like the bleach blonde hair. She does quite big makeup. She's not always in makeup. So sometimes no makeup at all. And she's, but when she's doing like her big, doing a lot of makeup and doing her hair and um, like she's, a, she's an attractive woman. I I noticed that she gets a lot of comments about that and almost like you don't look autistic because you've made an effort in your appearance and it's almost like you're wrong for doing that, which uh, I find very irritating. (laughs) And that's just something that I notice a lot. Like uh, some of the comments she gets are to do with that. And uh, yeah, it's something that really frustrates me because I think that it's almost like they're trying to take away from her. They're almost trying to say, mm, you don't really have it though because you've made an effort with how you look. <laughs> I mean, equally, like, it's contradictory, I suppose, to what I've said. But yeah, I have had people in the past tell me that I don't look autistic and I have in my head just thought, what's that supposed to mean? Or uh, what do you think an autistic person looks like? Yeah, I mean, in the, you're um, similarly in the same sort of way. You take quite a lot of... Um, care and effort into your appearance so you you get your hair cut really regularly um into quite like you like to have newer sort of maybe not fashionable but do do you know what I mean like styles you always have new clothes you always present yourself really well like you are 
very into making sure that your outfits match and all come together in that sense we're the complete opposite because i will wear anything i <laughs> i probably wear makeup like twice a year maybe three times a year to a, a specific event yeah um, I, I, I mean I've, I've i've known you for a while now i think i can think of three times i've seen you put makeup on yeah and i think we've known each other about four years now yeah, so yeah. <laughs> in four years like yeah three times so i i don't wear makeup um I don't do my hair. I don't really brush my hair very often. I should do it more, but I don't. And yeah, I will wear anything. Comfort. I'm all about like wearing comfortable clothes over over wearing anything that's like fashionable. But you are the opposite. You are really into how you present yourself. Um, and yeah, for a lot of people, that's almost yeah. I mean, that, not autistic, which I, is strange. I, I which now that I think about it, um, I have talked about how people forget that I'm on the spectrum, yeah. that I have Asperger's. Um, and I've never really thought about the fact that they have in their head the image of what someone that's autistic looks like. And because I don't fit that image, in a sense, to them and their like stereotypical like image of that, uh, they just forget. Uh, and they don't know I am because I don't look like what they think I should look like. Yeah. Or I'm not saying there's like a certain way to look. Or some people will meet that one person and it's the first person they've ever met that was autistic and then they base every other person they see that's on the spectrum off that one like original autistic person yeah um and you know i I know that where i work there is uh, a regular who is the first person people have met that's got asperger's and he wears the same thing day in day out he always wears like tracksuit bottoms trainers and then he'll wear a t-shirt of the thing he's into at the moment yeah so sometimes he has friends t-shirts so then it was star wars uh, i think he's on pokemon now uh but it's always the same different type of tracksuit bottoms different colors uh always trainers then always some sort of t-shirt that represents the thing he's into and he'll usually talk about the thing he's into or yeah. he'll be buying the thing that's relevant to the t-shirt he's wearing yeah and then that's their, this is what autism looks like. Yeah. So then when they talk to me and my fashion sense and the way I dress rotates, it changes quite regularly. Um, I will go through certain styles of wearing certain things and then I'll wear something else. Uh, same with my hair. My hair moves with essentially what is in with hairstyles at the moment. I've always done it. My barber, I just ask him to cut my hair into the latest style yeah i don't ever say what i want i just say to him what's in and he goes this and i'm like that do that then yeah uh, which is why if you look at some of the pictures of me i at one point i had a shaved head i'm now back to having hair again um but it's a specific style of hair i'm having at one point i had like a bowl chop when we first met yeah. because that was in uh my hair changes regularly if you look go through any of my pictures um my hair moves around a lot as opposed to what's in and that's how i've always done everything um, I like to follow the current style, but I equally don't just wear everything that's in fashion. I find elements of what's in that suits what I like, and then I, I do it based on that. But then that doesn't fit this stereotype because I don't wear a lot. I don't own a lot of like t-shirts with horror stuff on it. Yeah, I have some, but I don't wear a lot of them, and I don't like. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't. It's just odd. I don't. I don't do what this guy does, and therefore. He's considered more autistic than me in the eyes of the people that I work with. Not all of them, but some of them. They see him as much further up on the spectrum if it were a ladder 
Yeah. Um, like, which is, and I'm a bit lower down because I don't do what he does. Which is so um, bizarre to me because I, I almost think that they're judging him, though, not off him as a person, off the way that he presents himself, which is I find really odd because I have had conversations with you on days where you are, you know, because we say you fluctuate, on days where you are I don't know, more autistic when you're having like a, a particularly difficult day with your um, Asperger's where I talk to you and you are, it's, it's kind of like a struggle, like it's, it's more difficult to have a conversation with you and you are quite clearly really in your head and it, it's almost like from that conversation I would say you're quite obviously autistic for lack of a better term. Whereas I've also spoken to him, I've had like, quite long conversations with him like 20 minute conversations where I yeah we're talking about like we we may be talking about one particular topic that we're both kind of into um and it's just been like a proper like really good conversation for like 20 minutes where I would say there there are times where you would seem more autistic than him and vice versa like it is such a spec like a range but it's almost like people are judging it based off the appearance and not the substance of the conversation, um, which is, yeah, it's, it's irritating to me. Um, but like I say, I, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if I present in a particular way, but I definitely wear comfortable clothes. Um, um, I like things that are fun. I, I, I think because the, Girls on the spectrum are less known. Uh, yeah. Female Aspergers are a much rarer species of burger. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not really. They're, they're everywhere, but they're harder to diagnose. They're yeah. harder to spot. There's a lot of people out there that are female that are on the spectrum and don't even know they are because the current like measuring stick of it is aimed at the male traits. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say it's hard to decide on you in the sense of you could look what would somebody what would be like the traditional look yeah. of an autistic female but i mean we've already said there isn't one and also people don't have a frame of reference for autistic girls it's it's harder to spot autistic girls so i, I feel like with females on the spectrum even if you did stuff that was blatantly burger traits yeah. a lot of it gets ignored because females get misdiagnosed all the time with other things that aren't autism, yeah. but it really is autism. So I, I feel like it's harder to to spot in general um, autistic females. Um, I mean, I noticed them with you, but if I'm honest, before I got speaking to you and I got to know you properly, I wouldn't have picked up on it at all. And I usually am good at spotting people yeah. with autism because I looked into my own so much and I've looked at other people that have it so much that I'm usually good at recognising it straight away. Um, or relatively quickly, and we'd had the odd chat and had seen the way you are, but I'd never noticed it. It wasn't until you started telling me things about your like personal life and your past and that kind of thing that I then just thought, "Whoa, you're like you're a full on burger." Uh, <laughs> like I, I kind of it was after like I think a couple of weeks of talking to you that I was just like, "You're definitely autistic," but even looking at you, you wouldn't be able to tell. Even though you did stuff that now I think when you think about it after, you think, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's why you do that." Um, but at the time, I didn't think anything of it. Um, and obviously, when you got diagnosed, the, your guy that diagnosed you said that uh, diagnosing females is is more of a difficult thing because a lot of the research has been done solely on males. Yeah. 
so yeah, it's even harder for you um, to be noticed. And it's the same with this girl you follow on YouTube. Um, people are probably applying the male logic to her. Yeah. Uh, and don't understand that there's some things that females do that males don't do. Yeah. Um, due to whatever, you know, environment, social, um, I don't know, like social norms yeah of like male and female behavior yeah it affects all that your traits are built around the way you were raised and you know girls on the spectrum are raised as girls and that creates different traits to boys on the spectrum that are raised as boys you know it, it is what it is yeah which actually it may be interesting to see if that changes in sort of the future generations because people are being raised differently now there's not so much of a a gender divide uh yeah like which is less people are forcing stereotypical um gender behavior on people you yeah. know like back when i was a child um boys played football no, yeah. no questions asked about that you didn't get a choice you played football i hated football never showed interest in football have never shown any interest <laughs> in football but was always made to play football because that's what boys do. Uh, that, with that becoming less and less of a thing, there could be completely different traits that... And it might make it easier to spot autism because autism won't be, like, shaped by things like that. Yeah. I, I mean, even with us, like, this isn't to do with how we were raised, but I was going to say, not last weekend, but I think the weekend before, I was watching the football when you were baking, and I just thought... I was just thinking about that, like... Yeah, we uh, yeah. we don't do like stereotypically things linked to it. No, no, I like the... to bake. I was baking, and yeah, you were in here watching the women's football. Yeah, I like the women's football, but yeah, just uh, it's just interesting to. But yeah, that's it for this week. Yeah. Ah, uh, thanks everyone for your messages, your emails that are being sent to them Asperger's at gmail dot com for those that want to talk to us and don't have social media. Obviously, we're on Instagram, them Asperger's. Twitter's the same. Facebook's the same. There's a private group on Facebook as well for those that want to get in there and, and talk in more detail or ask more questions to the people in that group. Um, there's not so much input from us in the group at the moment, um, but there are loads of people in there that know loads of things and everybody answers everybody's questions. Everybody's great in there. So everybody that has been helping other people out in there, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Um, if you want to join the group as well, it's always... It's always nice to uh, to have the support. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you want to. Yeah, like I say, I do read the every post. So every post that goes on there, I do read it. It's just uh, I tend not to comment because uh, someone's already commented with a better answer than I was going to give. So I just think, ah, oh. so normally you just get a like. Uh, yeah. If you've got a like, it's because you've pretty much said what I was thinking, um, which is uh, good. Or I just like, or sometimes people point out stuff that I just think, well, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and we don't really get any problems. But if there are any problems whatsoever in the group, please message us about it. Yeah, if you're having any issues with anybody in there or any of the posts or anything you're feeling uncomfortable with, do talk to us about it. We do police it. Um, but so far, I mean, there has been some people have reported content to me and I have sorted it out. Uh, we will. Don't feel like you can't tell us anything in there. I'm not going to start, like, you know, kicking people yeah, out. Yeah, we, do, we just, like, it, we want to know about it. I'd rather people, like, came to us than left without us, like, trying. Because, obviously, we want it to be, like, a proper support network and we want everyone to to feel welcome so if there are any problems or if there is any issues that we don't know about please let us know because yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but yeah for the most part everyone is really lovely so thank you everybody yeah thanks again uh 
Not sure when next week's episode's going to be up, and we're going to try and post a video this time for this week, because we haven't done a video in ages. Oh, and we're in matching hoodies. I'm not going to do a video now. Oh, right, okay. But we will do a video. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, everybody. Bye.